Good morning. Happy Good Friday. What a wonderful way to start the day today. What a special day today. This gives us a smile on our face knowing that uh, the God of the universe loved us so much that he gave his life for us that we can have eternal life. So I, I think that is just amazing. So everyone is thinking about chocolate, how many bunnies to buy for our kids. And we get to think about and talk about and commune with the uh, almighty God uh, concerning our life and our life is one of eternal life so I'm I'm just blessed I could be pinched and uh, I just love it so we're gonna look at two verses today the first one is in the book of Acts chapter 13 so if you got your phone or your Bible you're gonna need to look at it and if you didn't bring either one of them look at your neighbors Acts chapter 13 we're gonna start with verse 1 once I get there okay now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Minion, a life friend of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Now while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work, everybody say work for me, work, work to which I called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So what I want to pull from this scripture is this word work. One of the benefits that I have had being part of this community is seeing what diversity that the work of God is in this house. I've chatted with people who are baseball coaches, dentists, first responders, fire chiefs, dads, retired teachers, workers from UPS. They're all doing the work of God. And how I can tell that is, is when I'm communicating with you, I can sense your values, your God-given values coming out and coming out of your pores. And just when you're talking about it, I can feel the passion of that. What's unique about it in this room, being that we're believers, is that your work isn't just that, hey, I'm providing for my family, which is important. We're uh, examples in the community of ones that are providing and protecting our family. But it's more than that. We're just not good at what we do. We are anointed in what we do because God is with you. You are just not a salesman. You are just not a construction person. You're just not a police person. But you're a representative of the kingdom of God doing the work of God in the environment that the Holy Spirit has set apart for you to see so that you can extend his kingdom. So his kingdom is one of righteousness, peace, and joy. No one can do what you do because the Holy Spirit has anointed you specifically to do the work of God. So I, as one, I'm a coach. I'm also a dad. I've been anointed to be a dad of two sons that are half my age. They're hit 40. I've also been anointed to be a, a dad of two teenage daughters. And I am 
honored to be part of this group to see what the Lord is doing in the midst of you. So I want to make sure uh, before we go on to the next verse that we're going to look at, the key in this one is that the work of God is not, when we think of the work of God, don't think of it in per- specifically in regards of just in the context of missions and the church and all of that is important. But God's concerned with the world and he has placed you where you are for a specific reason. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's go to another verse. It's a... It's found in 2 Timothy 1. Thank you for being patient with me. I had an advert that showed up, and it's the wrong time to look at ads. 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I'm going to look at verse 6. Paul is saying this to Timothy. For this reason, I remind you, Timothy, to fan into flame the gift. Everybody say gift. Gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So it's intriguing. So what we find in our first passage is the work of God. Now on this one, we find that Paul is talking about the gift of God. Now the gift of God is that spiritual gift that we did that assessment a couple weeks ago that, uh, and I have the list, the helps, the leadership, the hospitality, service, administration, discernment, faith, music, miracles, craftsmanship, healing, giving, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, exhortation, teaching, pastor, shepherd, apostleships, missionary, prophecy, evangelist, and intercession. So Paul was saying to Timothy as a young man, he was saying to you, look, you need to fan that spiritual gift that's in you. Because what you have a task in front of you, you have a work, and you can do that work as a pastor because of the gift of God that's in you. Now, I find it intriguing. When you look at those two verses, look at that verse and uh, that passage in Acts chapter 13, and then look at that passage that we just read in 2 Timothy. Timothy 1.6, there's a commonality between the two. There's a spiritual exercise that, and both of those passages that is communicated, and that is the laying on of hands. And you just, you don't hear much about it, but it's a spiritual exercise. It's a spiritual discipline. And the laying on of hands on the first one with the work of God is that the brothers came together. They recognized Paul's and Barnabas' work, and they said, look, we want to partner with you in a spiritual manner and our way of partnering with you and recognizing that your sphere of life, the work that God has given to you, is that we want to agree to that. And so we're going to lay hands on you and pray for you, not just to recognize it, but to send you out. So they weren't saying, hey, stay here at the church. What they were saying is we're praying to send you. So in the midst of us, there are people who have that work of God, and we want to partner with you to send you out in the anointing of the Holy Spirit by praying for you. In the... uh, 
other passage in 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul is reminding Timothy, he says, look, when you were reminded about the gift of God that was in you, and for him it was pastor, teacher, we laid hands on you because we wanted to make sure you understand, Timothy, that the gift that you have isn't a natural gift, isn't a gift based on skill, but it's a gift from, um, from the Lord. And f- being in that it's a gift from the Lord, we want you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We have a choice in life. We can either uh, find our ways in regards of our motivation, our energy, our, our power to be done by willpower or by the Holy Spirit. Timothy chose to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And again, the laying on of hands is where brothers come together and they're just asking, saying, Lord, I have the spiritual gift, but I need your power so that I can see your will in the sphere of life that you've called me to. So instead of just talking about it, we're actually going to do it in our groups. And you're thinking, okay, well, what are we going to do? Well, what we're going to do is, uh, I'll give you the instructions of how this works is, someone is the volunteer to receive prayer, and I'll pick on Rich. And so we, as a group, our entrepreneur roundtable group, we would pray for Rich, and Rich, before we would pray, would answer four particular questions so that we know how to pray for you, know how to lay hands on you. The first question is, please name the top two or three spiritual gifts from the spiritual gift assessment. Now, majority of you were here to take that assessment, but if you were not, just give us what you feel is your spiritual gift. The second question that Rich would answer is, name the two top values that showed up when you took the value assessment last week. And again, if you weren't here that week, that's fine. Just say what you're passionate about so that we can agree with that. The third question is, Rich, what is the work or works that the Lord has called you? So I know Rich. Rich is a personal friend of mine. We we ride bikes together. I know he's uh, anointed by God to be a salesperson in the medical field. He's got a great mercy gift. If you didn't know what your gift was there, I just spilt the beans. And it shows as he's uh, he's kind of like a salesman pastor. That's what he's kind of is in life. And then uh, the last question is, what is it that you're looking for in the next 90 days that would align with your calling and your work. What are you looking for? What is it that the Lord was churning in your heart that you would like to have prayer for? So the table captain should have those instructions in front of you. And I know that my gifting high on my list isn't giving instructions. I'm pretty bad about it. And so I want to give a moment. Is there any questions that you may have on the instructions? When I did this and I sent it to, to Ryan, I said, Ryan, does that make sense? And Ryan said, yet yeah, it made sense, but I just wanted to go the extra mile to make sure it makes sense. Does this make sense? We're good? No. Anybody need clarity on it? I'm sure if you have a question, somebody else has that same question. Fantastic. So why don't we go into our groups? The best way to do it, if you have a large group, is to try to break down into uh, fours or fives so that each person has the time to communicate this and we can actually have time to pray for one another. And then we'll come back.